Howdy ho, beautiful sports fans. Welcome back to some more H-Town Sports Talk with me, Cam. Alright, so today is Monday, July 27th. Um, so on today's episode, we don't have a whole lot to talk about, but there's a few top headlines and some baseball scores to go through. Um, yeah, so let's uh, get through it. First thing I want to do is discuss the MLB and baseball. Um, uh, so as of today, there were 13 or 14 members slash players of the Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins that tested positive for COVID. Um, yeah, so their game today, the Marlins game has been postponed. Um, and the Phillies, let me make sure I have this right. I, th- I believe it's the Phillies and Yankees is postponed as well because they just got done yeah the Phillies and Yankees is postponed and then the Marlins and the Orioles is postponed because the Marlins played the Phillies just the other day yesterday actually so yeah um kind of crazy that like I, I, I mean what's gonna happen you know like are they just gonna have to test every single person that plays for the Phillies and see who has COVID and who doesn't, and are they just gonna like hold off on their games until they figure out what's going on? And with there only being 60 games anyway, like every game is magnified. So when are they gonna make up these? It's a tight schedule and this is the first bump in the road. I don't know, it's, it's very troubling. Uh, it's a bad sign, I think, of things to come, I mean, we're like four days into the season and already we have major adversity. Um, Also, in the way of major adversity, Justin Verlander is hurt. Now, initial reports were that Justin Verlander would be out for the rest of the season. He has tweeted since then saying, no, that is not the case. He will return sooner than that. Um, He has a forearm strain or sprain in his right arm, so that's his throwing arm. Um, Yeah, uh, I I mean, anytime I hear something about this, no matter what sport it is, like I hear something where like there's conflicting reports of, you know, is this person gone for the season or are they going to try to come back? J.J. Watt was a real good example of this, you know, when he tore his pectoral muscle or whatever he tore, and I feel like what is going to happen is if the Astros achieve what everybody says they're going to achieve this year, like let's say they make the playoffs, right? And Verlander isn't 100%, maybe he's 85%. He's going to he's going to come back, all right? Like if he has a chance to win playoff games and help them win a World Series without the asterisks next to it, he's going to try to do it, all right? It's going to happen. Now, if they're not doing so well, like, I don't know, something happens and they're not doing so well. Maybe he doesn't push to come back as badly. You know what I mean? On that note, so let's discuss, uh, I really don't want to discuss, but we're going to discuss it anyway. We'll discuss some uh, baseball scores from yesterday. All right. So the Yankees beat the Nationals in the third game of their three-game series, 3-2. Three to two. So Yankees are 2-1, and one, Nationals 1-2. One and two. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a road series for the Yankees, and they beat the defending champs two out of three games. 
Looks like the Yankees are going to be good, maybe as good as we thought they were. They're exactly who we thought they were. Um, let's see, some other news. Uh, the Red Sox lost to the Orioles. The Orioles were a joke last year, and the Red Sox are playing without Mookie Betts now. So, yeah, um, Red Sox are now 1-2. and two. Orioles are 2-1. and one. That's kind of crazy, but whatever. <laughs> the Twins... The Twins won 14-2. to Yeah. The Twins are putting up some runs. Some runs. And the Mariners actually won yesterday against the Astros, 7-6. to um, Davinsky for the Astros gets the loss. I mean, I watched, like, the last inning of it. I didn't watch a lot of the Astros game because I was watching the Rangers game. But, I mean... Astros are still two and one. They won. They won the series. They didn't sweep the Mariners, but they won the series. So it's always a plus, right? Let's see. Cubs won nine to one against the Brewers. They won two out of three games in their home series. Um, I mean, nine to one's a pretty good score. Now, the Rangers. The Rangers lost five to two. All right. Now, if we go back, let's see. They lost five to two. They won one to nothing, and they lost three to two. Okay, so they scored a total of five runs in the whole series. That is just depressing. Okay, I am extremely depressed about that. I mean, it's just oh, aggravating, depressing, whatever you want to call it. We need to put up some runs. All right. If, if we're going to win, we got to put up some runs. Um, Corey Klubler started for us yesterday. He pitched the first inning and then left with back soreness or back tightness or whatever. I mean, he had a pretty good first inning. I mean, he got three outs and didn't give up any runs, so it is what it is. Um, Palumbo, who came in after him, got the loss because Palumbo gave up a lot of runs. I believe it was in the fourth. He gave up four runs or three runs or whatever. Whatever it was, we gave up the lead that inning. Um, but, on a good note, Joey Gallo hit the first home run in our new park, and he launched it, all right? Launched it, like, 450 feet or something. like. It, it was gone. It was beautiful. Um, the Athletics beat the Angels yesterday, 6-4, to four, all right? And they're wrapping up the rest of that series right now. They're ahead 3-0 to zero at the bottom of the eighth. Um, I kind of like the athletics, like I said the other day, so we'll see what happens there. And the Braves won 14-1. to Yeah, so the Braves, what, won two out of three in their series? Looking pretty good. Um, Dad likes the Braves, so I kind of follow them just a little bit. And then the Dodgers lost to the Giants 3-1, to 2-2 two two in that series. Um, I don't know. That's kind of strange, I would think, right? Like, Dodgers are supposed to be in the World Series with the Yankees, and they're losing games to the Giants. That's not good. I mean, it's only four games into the year, but still, shouldn't happen, right? What do I know? All right, guys, so that's it for yesterday's sports score, or baseball scores. Um, so, yeah, today we just have Angels playing against the Athletics. Um, the Mariners and the Astros are wrapping up their series. Like I said, the Yankees and the Phillies got postponed. Orioles 
and the Marlins got postponed, and it looks like another game got postponed. The White Sox and the Indians, I'm not sure exactly why, but I will find out just as soon as I can, guys. All right, so let's go on to, um, I mean, I don't really have a lot of UFC news, but there is a UFC fight night this weekend, Saturday, August 1st. Um, Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. Shabazian is supposed to be like an up-and-coming middleweight fighter. Like he's, he's never lost in the UFC or something like that. But then Bronson said he's never really fought anybody. So, I mean, it should be an exciting fight. Let's see. Derek Brunson is ranked 8th. Shabazian is ranked 9th in middleweights. So, maybe it'll be a good fight. I'm going to watch it. I mean, I always try to watch fight nights just because you don't have to pay for fight nights. Usually on ESPN. No big deal. I think I watch those. Um... Last thing I want to discuss, actually, yeah, two things I want to discuss. NFL news. First thing I want to discuss is yesterday we just we talked about the Jamal Adams trade. Um, yeah, so the Seahawks gave up, I believe, two first round picks and a second round pick to get Jamal Adams. Now, to a lot of people, that's a lot of picks. All right, it is a lot of picks. Three picks and. All early round picks is a lot to give up for one player, all right, especially a safety. Um, safeties are now quoted as being like the running backs of the defense, meaning they don't last as long, you know. But Jamal Adams is really young, he still has two years left on his rookie contract, meaning he's gonna make like eight hundred thousand dollars or something this year. That's insane for his skill level. He's a, he's a great player, all right, no matter what you say about him and his antics and twitters and talking about his coaches and his players he's a good player Pete Carroll's not gonna put up with his bullshit let's be real all right tries that in Seattle they're gonna do something about it um also there are a there's I don't know there's a big question mark around the NCAA this year especially when it comes to football like are they going to have a season are they not going to have a season some teams are only playing conference games. Um, so who knows what's going to happen around that whole situation. So when the Seahawks see that, they say, hmm, we don't know what's going to happen in next year's draft. We don't know how polished those players are going to be coming out of college because they might not have that last year. We're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on someone we know who is already good and bring him over instead of waiting for the draft. I mean, that's smart. Um, as long as it pans out, you know, as long as Jamal behaves. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it like that, but that's just the way it is. Like, he, he talks bad about his coach. Um, it, it just raises a lot of questions. Now, he's not going to talk bad about Pete Carroll because, like I said, Pete Carroll won't stand for it. And I'm glad that the Cowboys don't have Jamal Adams. I'm not going to lie, like, because we've been known to have players like that. T.O., a prime example of that like let's not bring in somebody with question marks like that around them I want people who want to play as a team and who want to win I'm not saying Jamal doesn't want to play as a team I don't blame him for wanting to leave the Jets I just don't think he went about it the right way I don't think calling out your coach on Twitter or whatever is a great way to get out of that situation but he's out of the situation and he's playing for Seattle they're gonna they're gonna contend for a playoff spot 
Um, I mean, they're going to contend for the for the NFC West title. Now they're going to have to go up against like the Rams and the damn. <laughs> uh, the Forty Niners. That's that's it. Jeez, that's embarrassing. Yeah, um, and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. No slouch. I mean, they're not that great, but let's be real. Now they got DeAndre Hopkins. They could be a lot better. All right, so another thing I want to discuss, last thing, is some of the top players got released for 2020. Top 100 players. NFL.com does it every year. It's voted on by the players in the league who they think are the best, 100 through 1. And they release, like, so many each day. Um, Yeah, so... We got, I think it's 95 through 70, I think is what it is. Um, so Frank Clark is number 95. He's a good player. He's a good player. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I like him at 95, maybe a little further up the list. You know what I mean? Jason Kelly from the Eagles is 94. Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Bears is 93. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's done, but I mean, okay. Lately, um, I mean, then again, the whole Bears offense is kind of, sorry. <laughs> um, Darius Slay at 92. Yeah, I, I can see that. Darius Slay is really good. I'm not going to like playing against him, but whatever. Um, Kyler Murray at number 90. I saw this today, and I had, like, I don't know how I feel about Kyler Murray at number 90. Like, Kyler Murray had a good rookie year. Um, he showed off his app. Athleticism, athleticism, athleticism. Um, I don't know. Let's see how he does this year before I put him up there. Cooper Cup, 89. All right, Cooper Cup's okay. He's all right. We'll see how well he does without Brandon Cooks. Um, Jalen Smith at 88. Now, y'all know I'm a Cowboys guy. Jalen Smith, 88. I can live with that. Jalen Smith is... He's a, he's a pretty good linebacker. He needs that other other linebacker with. He needs Van Der Esch with him to make him better. But our defense, I feel like last year played subpar. Like they could have played a lot better. Let's be real. Um, so if they play to their potential this year, we could actually do something. But I'm not I'm not one of those Cowboys fans that says this is our year because that's annoying. And I will admit that we say it every year. And when people say it to me, I get mad because they always just say it because. Um, but, yeah, if he could, if our defense plays to its potential, we could win some football games. Let's just put it that way. We could win some football games. Um, Josh Allen, 87 from the Bills. I don't know. I don't know why I just don't like Josh Allen. I don't like Josh Allen. But I just – maybe it's because the Bills beat us last year on, what, Thanksgiving? Yeah, maybe that's why I don't like Josh Allen. I mean, it's kind of a good point, right? Um, Zach Ertz, tight end from the Eagles, 85. Zach Ertz is pretty good. I could see him further up this list. I hate the Eagles, but I, I could see him higher up than 85. Hmm, that's a little strange to me. Um, what we got? DK Metcalf, 81. DK Metcalf is a beast. I'm watching him do workouts where he's jumping over these hurdles and he's doing all, man, he is a beast. I would, I mean, obviously I wouldn't stand a chance covering him, but it, he, he's just insane. Um, and I don't like Seattle, but they got, they got a great pick right there. Him and Tyler Lockett and then Russell Wilson magically makes things happen. 
Um, yeah, so they're they're pretty good. Miles Garrett at number eighty, just signed a big contract. I don't like Miles Garrett because hook him horns, but whatever. Uh, Tyron Smith, seventy eight, Cowboys lineman. Um, I don't know. I feel like he gets hurt too often for me. I feel like there's always something wrong with him, and it always happens at inopportune times. But okay, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's all right. Keenan Allen at 77. <laughs> so I saw something today about Keenan Allen calling out like Tyree Kill and Mike Evans. And first off, he said Goodwin. He didn't say Godwin, but Godwin from the Bucks. He called out all three of them saying that he should be in the conversation with them as great wide receivers. Keenan Allen is good. And I would not put Godwin in the conversation yet. Godwin had a good year last year. Not gonna say he didn't, but give me give me some consistency. Give me give me two years in a row, and then we'll talk. All right. Um, Keenan Allen is pretty good. Now he doesn't have Philip Rivers, so we're gonna see how good he is. Philip Rivers, I believe, was highly underrated, but also he did not do well when it mattered most. So I can't say he was that underrated, I guess. Um, Marshawn Lattimore at 76. I don't like the Saints, but Marshawn Lattimore is a good corner, so. I can't argue with that too much. Um, Earl Thomas at 75. I like Earl Thomas. Even though he played for the Seahawks, he did go to the University of Texas, so I like Earl Thomas. And he lays he, he lays people out, although he did get stiff-armed last year. Don't know if you guys saw that or not, but he, he got stiff-armed by Derrick Henry, and that was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Earl Thomas is always a good always a good player so 75 I could I could see that um, I mean he's kind of fallen off a little bit but he's still great Fletcher Cox at 73 I mean again I don't like the Eagles but Fletcher Cox is a good player so I can understand that unfortunately and you got Josh Jacobs running back for the Raiders at 72 in his sophomore year now um, I don't know that's kind of high for I mean, he, he played great last year. I'm not going to say he didn't. He played great when he played. Um, I don't know. Like, give me give me two years. That's all I'm saying. Give me two years, and then we'll talk. And then, last but not least, Jarrell Casey. Defensive tackle from the Titans. 71. Eh. Sorry, Mr. Casey. I don't know much about you. I'm not going to say I do. All right. So, yeah, there's a couple question marks I have. Younger players being listed a little high in there. Um, but all in all, like, I mean, it's voted on by the players. Every year the list comes out and people hate the list. All right. But then again, everybody has their own team, so of course you're going to hate the list. I'll tell you right now, Dak Prescott's going to be rated too high in this list. Wherever he falls on this list, he's going to be that he's not as good as the rating. And I love the Cowboys. So. And wherever Zeke falls, he should be the number one running back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't. I think he should be. I don't think that Saquon is better than him. I think he's better than Saquon. I do believe Christian McCaffrey is better than all of them, though. Christian McCaffrey carries the Panthers, so I believe he's the number one running back in the league. If I had to draft a running back, I had to pick one. I'm picking McCaffrey. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Um, Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, follow my podcast, follow my YouTube, 
And stay tuned for more episodes of H-Town Sports Talk. And I will see you guys manana. Adios, everybody.